Welcome to episode eight of In the Abstract, the Lakeland Title podcast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson, the founder and owner of Lakeland Title. And for this episode, I wanted to talk to you about why you always should have a realtor in a real estate transaction. Whether you're buying or selling uh, commercial or residential property, it's my firm belief that you're always better served if you have a realtor there uh, to assist you with the transaction. Because uh, for most people, you're not buying that much real estate uh, on a day-to-day basis or even, you know, within a year. You know, you're buying, uh, you know, maybe two, three, maybe four houses in your lifetime, or you're buying, you know, a, a couple commercial properties maybe, but you're not doing this uh, as much as realtors are. You're not doing it every day like a realtor is. And so uh, I'm going to go into some of the reasons why I think it's just vitally important that you have a realtor there uh, to look out for you and to help you along the way. So I'm going to start off with residential transactions, but then I'm going to go into commercial after that. So for residential transactions, uh, if you're a buyer, you're most likely already paying for the cost to have your own buyer's agent. Uh, now, what I mean by that is if a property is listed with a realtor already, that realtor has agreed to list that property for a certain listing commission. So usually 5 to 6%, somewhere in that range. So if a buyer comes along and that buyer is represented by their own buyer's agent, that listing agent will split that 5 or 6% with that other agent. Uh, if somebody comes along and buys the property and is not represented by a buyer's agent, then that listing agent will just get to keep that entire 5 or 6%. So the money's being paid. The seller has already contractually agreed to pay that commission regardless. So it's not costing you anything as a buyer uh, to have your own representation. And even if a property is for sale by owner, meaning there's no uh, listing agent on it, you can still ask the buyer if they're willing to pay a buyer's agent commission, which would be that same either 3% or 2.5%, uh, depending on what's negotiated. So you can ask the seller to pay for that so that you can have that, that representation uh, in the deal. And even if it's, if it's a situation where it's a for sale by owner and that seller is just refusing to pay uh, a buyer's agent commission, then I still think that you should just pay that buyer's agent commission, that 2.5% or 3%, uh, to your own buyer's agent just to have somebody there because I think the services that they provide are just extremely helpful and that you're going to appreciate them in the long run. And when it gets to be, you know, years down the road from this transaction, you're going to be thankful that you had somebody there, an objective third party to kind of help you along and uh, show you the ropes of, of how kind of a real estate transaction works. And if you're a seller, maybe you're thinking, well, okay, I'll pay that buyer's agent commission, but why do I need to pay five or 6% to a listing agent, you know, to put my uh, house on the MLS and put out a sign, uh, you know, why can't I just save that money? Well, the science isn't on your side because when they've studied this and they've studied it for decades, your house will sell faster and for a higher price if you have a realtor as your listing agent. Uh, You know, I can't go through all the studies, but they're out there. You can just look them up and it shows that that's the reality of the situation. And a lot of that is because, again, that person's going to be an objective third party. So they can see your house with a fresh set of eyes and say, you know, maybe there needs to be some staging. You know, maybe you need to make these repairs like that, you know, that imperfection that maybe you've forgotten about and really don't notice anymore. A third party who's hasn't lived in your house is going to notice it and say, 
that's going to be something that's going to turn off potential buyers or at least be something that they notice. We don't want them noticing that. We want them noticing the other great aspects of the house. And so let's get it fixed on the front end and that way it won't be an issue. And also for both buyers and sellers, that's another reason to uh, use a realtor is that they have industry contacts that most people just don't have because they're not working in the real estate industry every single day like a realtor is. So they're going to know the good inspectors. They're going to know the good appraisers. Um, they're going to know who to set you up with for great listing pictures because there are people out there. Uh, you know, every photographer doesn't do listing pictures that are the same. You know, some photographers are portrait photographers and they're great at that, but there are other photographers out there that specifically do real estate photography and your realtor will know those people. So they'll be able to connect you with those people so that you'll have great listing pictures because let's face it, everyone is looking at houses online now before they even go see the actual house in person. And those listing pictures can make a huge difference, uh, you know, whether someone goes to see your house and ultimately buys it. And that's another issue for sellers. <clears throat> if you sell a house for sale by owner, you're having to coordinate those showings so that you have to go meet the potential buyers yourself and you're there when they're seeing it. And that just makes it awkward for the buyers. And, um, you know, maybe you can't get off work at that particular time they want to see it. And that kind of leads me to a story back before I was a title attorney and I was selling real estate. Um, I was showing this young couple around there from out of town. Uh, so they were coming in on weekends just to see houses uh, when they could. Uh, and so we were going around a neighborhood showing them some houses. And there was one that was for sale by owner. We had gone to see some others that were actually listed by realtors. And as we were leaving one, we just happened to pass by one that was for sale by owner. And so we called the number to see you know, oh, can you, you know, show us the house? Can we arrange a time? Well, it so happened that that owner couldn't make it work in his schedule that worked with us. And so we never saw that house. And so they ended up buying another house. Who knows? Maybe they would have seen that house and maybe they would have liked the house and bought it on the spot. We'll just never know because they never got to see it because it just couldn't work out. Whereas if that house was listed, they would have had a realtor there who could have said, yes, you know, it's on a lockbox. You can go ahead and show it or, you know, It'll be ready for you to show at this time, and that realtor could go over and get it ready to, to show to those potential buyers. And so you just kind of miss out on a lot of potential sales just from that logistical aspect of you as a for sale by owner having to coordinate all the showings yourself. But outside of the aspects of coordinating uh, showings and putting the property on the MLS and making sure the listing pictures look great and you know pricing it right and those kind of things, they're also actively marketing that property for you. So while you're off at work, you know, they're contacting other agents in the area to say, you know, I have this listing. Do you have any buyers that need it? Do you know anyone that, that might want this property? Um, you know, they, they have networks of uh, flippers and investors. If that's the kind of property that you're selling, if it might be right for them, they know those people or they know the agents who work with those kind of people. And so, they're out there telling people about your listing so that it's getting the most exposure possible. And it's more exposure than it would get just on, you know, a FISBO site or one of these other sites out there uh, because they're talking to people in the industry every single day. And so they could overhear someone say, you know, oh, you know, I'm trying to find this for these people. And they could, you know, overhear that and chime in. Oh, yeah, I've got, you know, a new listing that just came on yesterday that would be might be perfect for them. And they can kind of direct people to you that you wouldn't 
have found otherwise if you were just doing it for sale by owner. So that's, you know, one of the other many reasons why you should have a residential realtor. Another aspect is the contract aspect. So when you buy or sell a house, there's going to be a purchase agreement involved. When someone wants to buy it, they're going to sign a purchase agreement. If you're using a listing agent, if you're the seller, or a buyer's agent, if you're the buyer, they are going to be mandated, if they're realtors by state law, to use the state-mandated purchase agreement form. Now, this form can be modified through addenda, but the form itself, the basic form, even if you're just using that, it's a pretty good form, and it offers some pretty great protections for both buyers and sellers. So, you know, the Real Estate Commission deals with this form all the time. They're constantly making tweaks to it to make it better and uh, just more workable. And so it's a pretty great form that offers a lot of great protections. And that's the form that will automatically be used if you have a realtor involved uh, because they're legally required to. But that's a great form because you don't have to worry about coming up with your own purchase agreement form. You don't have to worry about hiring a lawyer to do that for you or making a mistake if you come up with your own form. And so that's one of the great aspects of using a realtor and something that can really help out. And another thing is just access to industry data. So we all know there are sites out there that will estimate home values and things like that, but they're not really as accurate as an actual realtor would be because the realtor is going to have access to the MLS. And so they're going to be able to see all the data on what's for sale, how long it's been for sale, what's sold in particular neighborhoods, you know, the types of houses. So they'll have all the information about that property that they can pass on to you. So if you're selling your house, a realtor can say, this is what it's worth, you know, that may be different than what you think it's worth in your head, but this is what the data that I have, and I can show it to you, it's from the MLS of what's sold before. And so they can kind of show you so that you don't overprice your house or underprice it. Uh, you know, that's a big problem when you're trying to do this on your own is that you're either going to list your house for too little or too much. So it's either going to either sell too quickly or gonna be, you're going to be shortchanging yourself or it's going to sit on the market because it was priced too high and people didn't even bother going to see it. Or if you're a buyer, you may uh, offer too much or an overpay for a house uh, and it may, it, it may end up not appraising uh, for the price that you need it to. And going back to the purchase agreement aspect of the real estate transaction, uh, realtors will have negotiating skills because they're negotiating real estate transactions all the time. And they're an objective third party, as I've said before. So they can negotiate in kind of a different way than either a buyer or seller would because they're kind of emotionally uninvolved. Uh, you may have an emotional connection to the house because you're living there. It's your house when you're selling it. Or if you're a buyer, you know, this may be your dream house and you've fallen in love with it. And that can cloud your judgment and make you negotiate differently than an objective third party would. Also, you know, if you're not in the real estate industry, you're not negotiating real estate transactions every day like a realtor is. And so there are just kind of different nuances and aspects that you're just not going to know as someone who's not doing it every day. And so that's another advantage to having uh, a realtor on your side. And then there's just the general paperwork aspect. There are a lot of forms and a lot of paperwork that go along with uh, a real estate transaction and realtors have to have all that paperwork completed. You know, so everything has to be signed. All the, all the I's have to be dotted. All the T's have to be crossed. Uh, because there, there are rules that, that mandate, there are license laws for realtors that mandate that they have to ha keep track of all these forms. And also their brokerages make them, uh, you know, get all this paperwork in order. Uh, 
as part of the transaction. And that's something that, you know, a regular person is just not going to be required to do. And so if something happens later and there's no documentation of a certain agreement during the transaction or something like that, uh, you know, that could be very detrimental to you uh, in the long run. But a realtor is going to make sure that everything is documented, all the proper forms and paperwork is done and done correctly. And they're also just, you know, going to keep that in their file. And so that if you ever, if you lost it, there's someone else out there that, that probably has an archived copy of everything that happened in that real estate transaction. So that's another advantage why it's well worth the, uh, the small percentage you would pay on that sale because it is a big transaction. So in the long run, that little bit that you're paying to a realtor is well worth it for all the advantages that you get. Now, if we go over to the commercial side of things, if you were to buy or sell a commercial property, uh, then I would say you definitely need a realtor. I mean, the realtor's value is even greater in a uh, commercial transaction because commercial transactions are very different than residential transactions. For one thing, there are not as many uh, regulations on commercial transactions as there are on residential transactions. So the world is kind of a little bit more mysterious uh, in a lot of respects. Like there's a lot of the information that is available on the residential side. It's just not available on the commercial side. So a lot of sale prices are, are not disclosed on the commercial side. So it's really hard to tell what something sold for and uh, leases, if it, commercial leases, those are private. And so those are not disclosed. So it's really hard for a regular person to kind of know, uh, you know, what other properties have leased for or what other properties have sold for. But if you're uh, engaged with a good commercial realtor, they're going to know that that information. You know, they're going to find it out in other ways, either through the grapevine or they're just going to do research and just kind of figure it out uh, through other means. Uh, because a lot of commercial realtors, like the one that, you know, I send people to, they have a research department that just does that all day long. And it's just researching different aspects of the commercial real estate world uh, in the area. And so they kind of have their, you know, finger on the pulse of what things are going for, uh, you know, how much things should sell for, you know, how much you should pay for things, what your lease rate should be for a particular property. They know all this because they're uh, accumulating that data on their own uh, every day. And so it's a lot of data that's kind of hard for the, the general public to kind of find out and get access to. So that's a big advantage of using a commercial realtor. And uh, the same thing applies with the commission. Uh, if it's listed by a commercial realtor, you know, that listing commission is being paid regardless of whether you use a, uh, you know, buyer's agent or your own leasing agent or not. So you might as well, uh, because it doesn't cost you anything in that situation and, uh, you know, I would be hard-pressed to find a, even someone who is uh, doing their own uh, commercial leasing or selling to be unwilling to pay a uh, buyer's agent or a buyer, you know, buyer's leasing agent uh, just because it's very standard in the industry. You know, everyone kind of expects that they're going to be paying that anyway, so it's not a strange, unusual thing. You know, no one expects to, to save that, that little bit of money. It's just not something in the commercial world that I've really seen happen a lot. Maybe it does in... I've just never heard of it, but it's not something I've seen. And also part of that commercial world being different is that there's no state-mandated uh, commercial purchase agreement. So the purchase agreements are just made up between the parties, so they can kind of do whatever they want in those situations. So there's no kind of pre-made form for a commercial lease or commercial purchase agreement. So that's another good reason to have a commercial realtor on your side, uh, because they're going to know how to deal with 
with those kind of contracts and they're going to know what to look for. And they're even going to have their own forms for it that they've been using over the years. Uh, and also just the, the terminology is different in the commercial world than the residential world. You know, like with a residential lease, you're dealing with the monthly rental price, whereas in commercial, you're dealing with price per square foot. So it kind of can confuse people who aren't dealing in residential or, I mean, uh, commercial uh, transactions every day. So that can be, the terminology can be a little uh, confusing there. Uh, and also, a lot of commercial deals, uh, either leases or purchases, will start off with a letter of intent uh, before you get to the, the contract, the purchase agreement part of it. Uh, and that's something that, you know, a lot of people uh, just don't deal with a lot. And so that's something that they would be unfamiliar with. But your commercial realtor would know exactly what to do for a letter of intent. And then, you know, the next steps of putting together the purchase agreement and all those kind of things. They're also going to have uh, a network to help you out. So they're going to know uh, commercial lenders, if that's something that you would need, or uh, commercial appraisers. Because, you know, residential appraisers are relatively easy to find. There's a lot of them. There aren't as many good commercial appraisals appraisers out there uh, as residential. So good commercial appraisers are a little bit harder to find, but your commercial realtor is going to know, you know exactly who to go to and who you want to use for those kind of things. Uh, they're also going to have, you know, sometimes nationwide networks. So if you're trying to uh, lease or sell a commercial property, they may know people in, you know, Las Vegas who invest in properties all over the country who would want to buy that commercial property. And they can give them a call and say, hey, look, you know, my client's got this property. You know, are you interested? Or, um, you know, just kind of other investors around town. So they're going to have those kind of contacts that, you know, you may not have uh, unless you're dealing with a whole lot of commercial property. Uh, so that's something that could be a huge advantage rather than just kind of, you know, putting out a sign and, uh, you know, trying to do it yourself. So just to recap, you're going to want that realtor on your side, whether you're buying or selling commercial or residential, you're going to want them there because they're an objective third party. They've got experience with real estate transactions. They've got the access to industry data and knowledge. They've got the negotiating skills. They know how to handle all the paperwork. They know all the terminology. They've got all the uh, connections for the various people you might need within that transaction. And so it's well worth whatever you need to pay to have that person on your side. So again, if you're going to buy or sell any kind of property, get yourself a commercial realtor or a residential realtor. You'll be glad you did. So I hope you found this uh, episode helpful. Uh, if you do need a recommendation for either commercial or residential realtor, uh, please let me know. Uh, if you're someone that I don't know personally, I can give you a list of, of realtors that I recommend. If you're someone that I do know personally, I generally just give you one recommendation because I know your personality already. And so I know who is going gonna, is gonna to work best with you. Because that's another thing. You want to make sure that whoever you're working with is somebody that you jive with and that you work well with and that your personalities kind of sync and, and you just kind of get along uh, because it is a big transaction. You know, even if you're doing a, a commercial deal, it's still a big transaction. And so you want someone that you feel really comfortable with. So, you know, if, if I don't know you, I'll give you a list and you can interview those realtors and decide who you like. If I do know you, I'll try to pick somebody who I think would be the best fit for you. But either way, you can get in touch with me and I can refer you to whoever you need to, you know, get in touch with so that everything works out great for you. 
And whether you're a first-time listener or a regular listener, hit that subscribe button so you can subscribe to the podcast so you'll get them first. Uh, Also, leave us a review. We would love a five-star review if you want to leave us a review. Uh, If you need to find us on social media, you can find my company, uh, Lakeland Title. You can find them on Twitter at LakelandTitleBR or on Instagram, same thing, LakelandTitleBR or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash BRClosing. If you want to find me personally, you can find me on Twitter at BJohnson, on Instagram at BGJohnson, and I'm also on Facebook. Uh, if you need to contact us, you can email us at podcast at BRClosing.com or call us at 225-387-5005, or you can email me personally at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at BRClosing.com. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you.